Good morning. This is the February 24th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. I'm John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what changed the game on this day in 2014. When the WWF took its flagship program Monday Night Raw to TNN, which would become Spike TV, back in 2000, it came after attempted negotiations with the USA Network failed to reach an outcome that the WWF was looking for. That outcome, as it was revealed in the ensuing lawsuit filed by the USA Network, was that the WWF wanted its very own dedicated network. They had floated the idea during renegotiations to acquire the rights to the USA and Viacom's sci-fi network and reformat it to a dedicated wrestling channel. Now, I'm no legal eagle, so I pay very little attention to who's suing who every other day of the week, but my ears definitely perked up in 2000 when this news hit the internet as the trial was unfolding. An entire network dedicated to wrestling? An ESPN for wrestling? Oh, please, tell me more. The folks at Viacom told then-CEO Linda McMahon that, quote, no one's going to give you a network, unquote, and it turned out they were right. The WWF won their lawsuit in June of 2000 and left the USA Network for TNN in late September that year, only to return to USA in October of 2005. But that didn't stop the McMahon family from wanting something of their very own. It took more than 13 years, a likely uncountable number of hours of computer programming, and some borrowing of technology from Major League Baseball and the BAMTech subsidiary of the Disney Corporation, but on February 24, 2014, the WWE launched the WWE Network at 11.05 p.m. in the East following an episode of Raw from Green Bay, Wisconsin. How big was this announcement? Well, to give you some perspective, that episode of Raw also featured the return of Hulk Hogan to WWE television for the first time in seven years. He would announce that he had finally come home. And furthermore, he would be the official host of WrestleMania 30 that April in New Orleans. But even Hogan's segment was little more than a thinly veiled advertisement for the one true star of the night, the WWE Network. Is the return of the Hulkster not big enough for you? Well, that Raw also wrapped up with Paul Heyman and his client Brock Lesnar in the ring. They were very unhappy about being left out of the WWE Championship picture and the WrestleMania 30 main event, that was set to feature Batista and Randy Orton. The authority had countered with the consolation prize, as Heyman put it, of an open contract for Lesnar to fight anyone he wanted. But it wouldn't be Batista or Orton, and it wouldn't be for the WWE Championship. The soliloquy that followed from Heyman ended with the ultimatum that if Brock Lesnar was not permitted to, quote, conquer history, unquote, then his client simply would not be appearing at the biggest show of the wrestling year. Gong. The lights go out, the dead man appears, and before the show went off the air, the contract would be signed, Brock Lesnar would get chokeslammed through a table, and the Brock versus the Streak storyline was off and running. And if you wanted to see Brock take on The Undertaker, you could do so for just $9.99 on the new WWE Network. I know, it's business, it's advertising, repetition is expected, but man, when Vinny Mac decides on a catchphrase, he beats that horse until long after it stops breathing. Whether it was Todd Pettengill promising mega glitz and mondo glamour ad nauseum during the WrestleMania 10 pre-show, 
or Vince, Macho Man, and Rob Bartlett reminding us that the new Raw was, quote, uncut, uncensored, and uncooked a dozen times during its one-hour debut on USA in 1993, or everyone involved in the January 2014 press conference to announce the upcoming network launch, leaning into that phrase, over the top, as if it meant anything to the WWE Universe. So yeah, $9.99 was what it would cost for you to watch WrestleMania in April of 2014, and $9.99 is what it would cost to watch every upcoming WWE pay-per-view for the foreseeable future on this truly monumental new platform. As much as I bust WWE's balls about a lot of things, it truly was groundbreaking. I had been a fan since before the days of the original WrestleMania in 1985. Sure, I had some stretches where I stayed away from watching religiously, but I almost always had an idea what was going on with the company in terms of on-screen storylines. But I have to admit, I wasn't always a great customer to the WWE. I owned a, one of those hot boxes during the Attitude Era to consume all of WWF, WCW, and ECW content that a guy in his mid-twenties absolutely wanted to watch but couldn't possibly afford at $30 to $40 a pop with multiple offerings per month. And when those hot boxes went the way of the dodo bird, I missed a lot of pay-per-views. In fact, between dirt sheets, downloads, questionable streaming practices, message boards, and recaps the following week on WWE TV, by the time the WWE Network launched, I probably was only buying one or two pay-per-views per year, depending on how many buddies I could get together to make it worth our while. But from the day the WWE Network went live, I've been a paying customer, and it has absolutely re-sparked my love for the product. I haven't missed a single big show since, and it's worth every penny. And that's just based on monthly pay-per-views. That's without even mentioning the treasure trove of wrestling history that exists on the network, and the original programming, and maybe my favorite aspect, the thing WWE does so, so well, the documentary and storytelling pieces and shows that they put together. Honestly, the entertainment is seemingly endless. Then one of my closest friends has three amazing daughters who love their daddy and all his favorite pastimes. The oldest was under the age of 10 when the WWE Network launched. Those girls would come home from school, knock out their homework, and hustle down to dad's man cave to watch some TV. They didn't ask for Spongebob or Peppa Pig or any of the other inane crap that the current young generation unfortunately grew up on. The most popular refrain when it came time for some entertainment was, Daddy, can we watch The Network? Although Vince took some crap from the likes of UFC's Dana White and other critics for, quote, giving away his product for 10 bucks, unquote, I can't imagine how you see the WWE Network as anything but a rousing success. It brought back fans like me who were watching, but not always. It made it so very easy for parents from my generation to cherry-pick endless hours of wrestling history to hook the next generation. And hey, when the network was sold to NBC to be added to their Peacock streaming service in 2021, well, the five-year deal that was reported to be worth more than a billion dollars makes it so that Vince made out okay on that whole 999 thing, I believe. And it all started on this day in wrestling history, February 24th, 2014, with the launch of the WWE Network in the US. Canada would join the fun in July, Asia and some European countries in August, and the UK finally got their access in February of 2015. Well, that's our show for today. The Daily Wrestling News Show is a Minutes to Bell Time production.
Learn more at minutestobelltime.com. This episode was written by John DeConti. Subscribe to the Daily Wrestling News Show on your podcast player of choice and join us in the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. Thank you.